We're back. Jaime. Poseidon. Joe Sidon. It's actually not a nickname if I just say Poseidon. Although I think that's Laird Hamilton's nickname. Yeah, I don't think I deserve Poseidon. But Joe Sidon, you're on your way there with your stand. Joe, <laughs> Joe Sidon can work. With your stand-up paddleboarding. Yeah, man. Yesterday, a bit of a revelation. What was that? High tide, first point. I've known, for, everyone knows first point works at high tide. That's a Malibu. It's like the Malibu classic wave. For the classic listeners. wave in Malibu. And they all work. That that's It, it has a wide range of tide feasibility there. Um, in a way, it's more forgiving on a higher tide, but the swell's got to be big enough. What I discovered uh, in the past few days on my stand-up board is that 1.5 point works really good at high tide. I just made it up. So in between first point and second point? Yeah, on a stand-up. So uh-huh. I got like 10 waves yesterday, and there were 150 people in the water. But I was between them and got like probably 10 waves. And they weren't like ripping epic big waves, but like on a stand-up board in the sun out at first point, tons of fish. I mean, like crazy amounts of fish for some reason. Super clear water. You can see the cobbles, uh, the cobblestones all under you. It's like paddling over glass right there, you know? And uh, it was like me and this other dude. And I was, we were just kind of laughing, like getting pretty good drops, pretty good long, clean rides and kicking out before it kind of breaks and starts going down the line to first point on a stand-up. And it would work on any board. And I was like, wow, 10 years later, like a new... A new realization about Malibu First Point, which I must have stared at. And there's probably Malibu surfers just laughing right now, being like, duh, you know, we've known this forever. But And it could have been a longboard, too? Oh, yeah. Wow. Just go sit in between them. It's perfect. And you can't, you're not going to get, like, the guys are sitting at proper First Point because they want to ride all the way to the pier, or theoretically. Mm. They want at least to the, the guard, the lifeguard tower, you know? Yeah. But if you're if you're okay with just like a glassy drop and like a few seconds and then a kick out before it, before it closes out and before it, the guys at proper first point get on it, it was fun, man. I had to like pull myself away. I was getting like too many waves and just paddled all the way back to Carbon Canyon, which also is a revelation. I mean, I've known this. Should we go this afternoon? It won't be good in the afternoon. Which leads me to my thought of the day, Jaime. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Everything is better in the morning. Mm. I was in the sauna this morning, and this is a worthy thing to discuss and, and is very related to our work in promoting Swami Parsarati and Vedanta, which is, that's all we're doing. I am, obviously, I'm at his feet. Obviously, I'm permanently, you know, on the floor with my forehead on his feet. Pranams, permanently. But even more so, it, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a constant re-revelation. I'm sitting in the sauna this morning because I wanted to get here and to do this recording. So I went to the sauna early, earlier than usual. Usually I'll exercise or go for a walk or run and stuff and then hit the sauna later. The sauna is so much better in the morning, early morning. Go there at 7. The capacity, and it's not just better, like it's the capacity to manage it without internal resistance. This is what I was thinking about. The energy is better for everything in the morning. Everything. Early morning is the extreme example. It's so much better for contemplation and reflection and depth of study. And I actually identifying with the Chaitanya Swarupa, the form of consciousness. You know, normally we're identified with the form of our body. You know, Swarupa is form. Chaitanya means 
consciousness, the truth. Mm -hmm. So even like trying to identify, trying to get your thoughts on the idea that I am the self, I'm not this body, mind, intellect. It just, you can play with it at 11 o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the evening. It does, it doesn't compare. The, the inner resistance is so much more, whether you're conscious of it or not. You just so much more easily fall into it. Exercise, 10 times better in the morning. Always. So much more energy. So much more effortless energy. So much more like... Now, morning provided you've woken up early. It doesn't mean like jump out of bed at 8 and then try to do all this stuff. That'll be rushed. Like uh, This is why I'm saying... I started by saying Swami. Mm -hmm. the, the genius... I mean, just the uncanny perfection of the design of the schedule at Vedanta Academy at the ashram continually blows my mind and I've been going there since 1997 <laughs> and it's unbelievable and he just casually says you know like oh, I've, I've, I put in a few years of thought about the schedule imagine a person of his caliber putting in a few years of thought on something and it's not like a daydreaming like he sat down and worked it out and, and dealt with it. And so he tells us. He doesn't get into much detail. It just these are passing between the lines things you pick up being around him, you know? Mm -hmm. A few years. Once they started talking, he started deliberating on how should it be? What should the structure be? What should people do? When should they? Where should they live? How should they sleep? On what should they sleep? Every piece of that thing. You go to Vedanta Academy. Go spend a month there. I'm talking to listeners because you already do it. I haven't done a month. That would be But just fantastic. to go and get a dose of... Honest to God, the ideal human lifestyle. Mm. All these hacks, all these people talking about, uh, you know, I meant life hacks. I'm not calling them hacks. You know, mm -hmm. all these like these things on YouTube that we both watch and we send each other and Huberman's and whoever's and whoever's. Like, Don't drink caffeine for 90 minutes after you wake up. It, Swami's like, he's like Brahman. He's like, I'm already there. He's been doing it for. Not only there. Vedanta's been there. Mm. Out with the old and uh, out with the new and with the old. And and but but look, other ashrams don't do this. This comes from a master. Really, they don't do it early morning. I mean, they do it differently, or they won't have exercise, or they'll do something weird. You know, the the um, and I, as if I'm an expert on every ashram, I'm not saying that. I, so I, I should even, I shouldn't even say that. But I've seen other institutions where they don't even respect the fundamentals. You wake up early, do your inner practice, then go exercise. You know, yeah, have your caffeine later. All this stuff. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, you can go for a jog at 4 p.m., but there's a different, it's sluggish. There's inner resistance. There's not the same thing that you get if you go in the morning. You go surf in the morning, you're just different. It's just mm -hmm. the, the, the surfing is a morning sport. Mm -hmm. It just is, except for the few who prefer the evening uh, glass off, which is cool and fun, but it's like tourist surfing. That's when tourists in Hawaii go surfing, when the wind goes down and they pay someone to paddle out in the glass. Mm -hmm. But real surfers, early morning. Second point, first point, third point, all the spots, early morning. Guys are out. Because that's where it is. That's where the energy is. It's energy. I'm not even talking about like physiology. The, the mental energy for life, for whatever you're doing, except indulgence, is better in the morning. Mm. It's unbelievable. So, I mean, literally, study exercise, planning, sitting in the sauna. That's what triggered this whole, I don't know if it's a rant or what, but this whole thing. Revelation, man. This I'm whole, here for it. Yeah, this whole thing started because I'm sitting in the sauna. Actually, first of all, I was doing some like yoga in the sauna, which is awesome. Laird style. 
-hmm. And then uh, I realized like I've been in here 35 minutes and it's like 35 minutes in the afternoon is so much more, there's so much more resistance. Expensive, yeah. And it's just, it, the body's just not there for it. Like the, the depth of like uh, ability to tolerate mentally, you know, discomfort. Like sauna sounds nice, but after, you know, 20 minutes, it's effort. Mm -hmm. But the breath was just deeper. It was just like so much easier to be there, to be detached mentally, to like let the body drop into that other level of, of uh, detoxing and purification and stuff because the whole thing for me about sauna is is higher heart rate it's like it's like cheating uh cardio mm -hmm. you know and uh so anyway everything that's let how me read started. let me read yeah. you a text from a friend that's somewhat uh, somewhat related yeah and this is a listener of yfy oh cool he's an entrepreneur friend and he um let's see where were you where he said it was so it was so interesting so we we were chatting the other day and, and he was saying, what's some of the best advice you ever got? And I told him, uh, waking up every morning at the exact same time. After eight days, you don't need the alarm clock. Your 24 hour circadian rhythm is built around it and waking up early mm. so that you can really get ahead of the day, mm. get to inbox zero by 8 a.m. Yeah. And then the rest of the day, which is a Silicon Valley term, which is knocking out all your emails. and. Yeah. And then you really feel like you have a whole day of a canvas mm -hmm. um, to paint with instead of just always feeling behind. And he goes, he goes, yeah, dude, I know, I, I know, but I hear that all the time. And he was very dismissive. He was mm -hmm. like, uh, I think he said, yeah, people say that all the time. And like 50 year olds are like, wake up early. And, I, and, and his, his language verbatim was, uh, he's like, and I hear that and I'm like, F off, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so cliche. Mm. He said that maybe like three months ago. <laughs> and then he sends me this text. Uh, let's see. I guess this is a week ago. And he says, dude, comma, I am 2x more twice as productive mm. when I wake up before 7 a.m. instead of sleeping in till 8, period. Mm. It is insane, exclamation point. Unbelievable, yeah. And you'd think a little more sleep and you can knock it out, but you really do get in, into everything is rhythms and you get into a rhythm. And that, to your point, that resistance isn't, isn't there. It is, it's why I really love the morning time with our kids mm. because it's such great, it does not feel like mm. the window's closing on the day and mm. I got to get all these mm. things. You feel like you have this canvas and a big part of that canvas mm. is is uh with the little ones but but yeah that's four months after he was dismissively laughing uh about mm. this seemingly stupid advice mm. to him mm. and then he twice two twice as productive two x as productive by waking up earlier um, and getting into that that groove so that's a great revelation it's it's remarkable i mean it's just continually realized truth you know, it's something that, obviously, it's not a new thought, but it's just, it's so much better than, say, the middle of the afternoon. If we were living in nature, the afternoon is for sitting under trees in the shade and digesting whatever you got to eat that day. Period. It's the worst time of day to do anything. Yeah, they, they say do not schedule surgery in the afternoon. 
Wow. Do everything you can. I think it, I don't remember the stat, but I think it, it, it spikes of uh, malpractice yeah. uh, issues. And yeah, it's like just always use, scheduled it's, in the morning. It's useless time. And evening time is for relaxing, winding down, uh, doing things uh, with less of that uh, requirement of energy. And, and I see people like going to the gym at seven o'clock at night. It's just backwards living, you know? It's just, and I mean, as your friend did, I encourage everybody to experiment. But you have to, you cannot, you can compare only when uh, you're equally comfortable in the early morning as you are in whatever the pattern is now, if it's not the early morning. So if a person's a night owl, they're staying up and doing this thing and doing all these backwards kind of living. Uh, from our point of view, you know, then they have to experiment for a few weeks and let it get comfortable. And then you compare like your friend has done. That's what I say. Go to Vedanta Academy. It's the best vacation ever. And you go there, your mind gets clear. You're, you get a taste for a different lifestyle. And after that, you won't need anybody preaching to you. Mm-hmm. You will find a way to realign your whole world to fit into this thing uh into this pattern to get into the specifics will you walk do you mind walking listeners through just the best morning ritual for contemplation reflection study so like down to the specifics like the youtubes that we all consume of Mm. like do this and Mm -hmm. then this Mm. well first of all uh 4 a.m uh is the ideal but that's probably not I mean, that is the ideal um, time, and it has to do with the, the gunas, the, the type of thoughts that you have uh, in those hours are going to be the most composed, the most mature, the most tranquil, the, most, the least frenzied, the most naturally inward-looking. So people say go within and all that. Good luck in the afternoon. It's just not happening, man. You can... You can study philosophy you can watch lectures and stuff but it's all extroverted compared to the early morning it's all just what that person said or this person said early morning is the time to actually look within so this has been since ancient times in india called brahma muhurtam which means time of the gods a muhurta is a is like a a certain period of time and uh, Brahma Muhurtam is that particular period. Why is it time of gods if it's Brahma? Is it Brahma? Is that plural gods or could it be time of God? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know, man. It's a Sanskrit thing. Brahma Muhurtam. It's just time of God. Like the, it's the God time. It's the godly time. Take it like that. Divine mm. time. I don't know. They could have said Vishnu Muhurtam also. I don't know why they mm. said Brahma. There's probably some really good reason. But Vedanta's an ocean. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, it's divine time. It's the time for reflection, for contemplation, for all this work that we're doing. If you can't manage four o'clock, then five o'clock. But beyond that, it starts becoming you're 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 losing the chance. You're the losing window the window being four to six. The window's four to six. Four to six is ideal for someone who can rest during the day, as everyone should. That we shouldn't do anything useful after between one and four. It's just terrible. The energy's bad. The 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 thinking quality's bad. The 
everything is off in those hours. I I am a fanatic about it. The afternoon is the worst for for anything useful. So the early morning is the time to wake up, have a sane place to study every day. Fix a place. Fix a desk. Even if you're smart, you'll you'll put out whatever you're reading, whatever book you're reading. You'll set it up so that it's easier. You and just, and I recommend opening it up. It's like you know the shoes at the the door. Mm. You put them out or right at the foot of the bed, and that tiny little thing just makes it that much easier. Yeah. But opening the book up, it's mm. like oh, the book's already open. Yeah, you look yeah. at it a few times yeah. in the evening, and you get excited about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and also, I'm sure there's some mental thing going on. You're preparing yourself to, for the action. Um, yeah, study, get out of bed, minimize. Don't do anything else. Don't look at your phone. Please, God, don't look at your phone. Don't look at anything, um, any notification about anything. Don't have a big coffee at 4 o'clock in the morning. and It just destroys the natural sattva. Maybe have a few sips of water. Otherwise, you'll be going to the bathroom. Your, system, your whole system will start activating and doing whatever it does in the morning. It all gets in the way, you know. So... Get to the desk as soon as possible and get on to your study and reflection, which obviously we recommend a systematic uh, approach, not just randomly reading this and that. You should be studying in a certain order, which is all listed in, uh, on, the, on the ashram website, actually, vedantaworld.org. There's a study course and it's listed. These are the books. This is how you should go through it. Better than that is, of course, the e-learning. Then you don't have to think about it. You just turn on the, you go to the website, you press play, and I've always disliked the term e-learning because it mm. sounds like it's from 1997, and mm. it also sounds like there's like quizzes and tests, mm. and mm. But it's just online lectures. Yeah, for the it and it just happens to I think in India it might be much more common to call things e-learning, but yeah, it's just online. You literally hit play, and yeah. you got the ashram in your pocket. So in the e-learning, Swami's talking. Uh, he's going through all the books in the syllabus that that we used to. You have to you used to have to go to the ashram for three years to get those lectures in, in person. That was all there was. So those have been recorded, and you can watch. You also get to hear the other students who, when they ask Swami questions. These are recordings. So do this every day. Um, then, then when you're done, after an hour, hour and 15 minutes, which is more than enough if you're actually applying yourself, you know, uh, if you're actually thinking along, holding your mind on the topic that's being taught, going along with the thought flow of the teacher, not thinking about what you think about it and not thinking about questions as he's talking and not thinking of other things, you know, then that, that effort to hold your mind on what that master is saying is, is very meditative. Itself is, a, is a, like a kind of a, a meditation in the sense that it's an exercise in focus that does, you will feel like, you should feel like the intellect has put in an effort to pay attention to this thing today. Then get on with your day. Then have a coffee or tea or whatever you do. I don't know. Have a magic mind. Have and a, at have the a ashram, you, yeah, definitely yeah. have a magic mind for sure. <laughs> and uh, and at the ashram, it's it's about five forty-five when tea yeah. is served. Tea, right? is, tea is served, 
and then uh, so you do all that um can i ask why at 5 45 if it is from four to six do you ever feel like have you ever felt like man there's that's another like 20 minutes because you got to leave the room at 5 40 or yeah. or is it just put out there and people can, can yeah arrive? yeah it's, i've always wondered why yeah, it's just put out there and plus nobody needs to be sitting there for more than an hour and 15 minutes if they're paying attention oh really yeah that's what i'm saying like if if a person's kind of just the daydreaming listening not really listening he swami says no more than an hour now he says no more than an hour if you're actually applying yourself if a person's just kind of listening and half listening and daydreaming and thinking about the rest of the day then they're not really doing it you know so it that also is it the ashram in that way is an experiment and he's like after an hour and 15 minutes max hour nobody can hold it the intellect cannot concentrate beyond that point the people can go into a trance or daydream or you know surf the web and listen to all kinds of stuff for hours and hours that's not what we're talking about we're talking about intellectual asanas we're talking about yoga for your intellect. We're talking about using the intellect to hold the mind on a thought flow for an hour. Not while I'm uh, looking around and seeing things. And, you know, in the ashram, there's no stimuli in the rooms. You know what I mean? You're in a blank room. <laughs> Early morning lights, I mean, it's dark outside. You're just that focusing on that thought flow. So it's not just the information. The information is one thing, for sure, the values. Yeah, exercising by gaining the values like ammunition to do that. That's one thing, learning as we're familiar with. But more than that is the exercise of utilizing the intellect to hold the mind on the thought flow. You understand? Like at that, in that way, it doesn't matter what the subject is. We would, you know, it's better to, to practice concentration on something that also is imbibing high values. But um, the very strength of the intellect to hold the mind is part of the discipline. So that's it. I mean, by five, four, if a person's gotten up, sat down at the desk as they're supposed to at the right time, done everything, um, by 545, they're done. They should be done. They should feel like, okay, now I need to, you know, move my body a little bit. We'll go for a little stroll outside, get some sun in my eyes, a la Huberman. Mm-hmm. and uh, have a coffee or a tea or whatever it is that people have. Um, Did Swami ever drink coffee or was it always tea? Yeah, he has coffee. And and there's no thought of one being better than the other? No. I mean, uh, in the ashram back in the day, they don't serve it uh, now, but I think it's kind of common now that people have kettles in their rooms and make coffee for themselves if they want. I mean, guests even have are provided yeah. a... It's one of my favorite little rituals in yeah. in my room that you set me up with. Yeah. Um, of just a little coffee maker and yeah, making a little coffee after. after actually, right when I arrived, the first time I went, I I was like chugging the coffee right when I was waking up to yeah. Yeah. to really you know adjust to the time zone. But then, right. but it is it has become. Well, let, let me. You let, I want to let you finish the just round out that morning ritual, and then I'll I'll walk through mine. I would love for you to audit it. Yeah, sure. So then, um, you get on with your day. Uh, usually, uh, go to yoga. Do some something physical starts at the sunrise. Get outside, do some yoga, 
go for a run, go for a jog. There's a gym there at the ashram. Here we go down to the beach or get in the sauna, do something. It's just that's the natural thing that the the personality wants, as it were, at that point. There's also a great soccer field, basketball court, badminton courts. I was mm-hmm. telling Cheney, yeah, it's like when we go, yeah, we're gonna crush those badminton tear courts. Tear up the badminton, yeah, yeah. Maybe they can. They could do pickleball if you brought the pickles and the balls. And I know, whatever. but it's too loud. For it's, I was actually thinking, man, they could do great with pickleball, but it's it's like whack, whack, whack oh, versus yeah. badminton, yeah. which is invented invented in India. Yeah, for yeah. those that don't know, and and uh, which is so like you know, softer for yeah. all the other residents. But they get serious about it, man. I bet they're not joking. So that those courts look super legit. They're legit. I can't say I've ever stand stood on them, but yes, the guys who play get serious. They also get very serious about their um, table tennis. Yeah, which to me is like something you do on a cruise ship, you know. But like to them is like real no joke. Yeah. People get really into it. Um, okay, so then that yeah. exercise and then um, then there's food. Yeah, I mean you get cleaned up and uh, have some food like. At that point, like four hours into your day, you know, at 8.30. Um, um, do you want the whole day? Or, no, I think yeah, that's I yeah. think that's great. And, and it's so helpful. I remember the, the thing when I was, well, still build startups, but I remember in building startups, people would talk about growth. You got to grow. This startup grew so fast and they, you know, got this valuation or they sold after 20 20 months of this, but I never knew what specifically was mm. good growth. Mm. I had no idea. 30% is mm. that month over month, is that good? And and then it was a blog post by Y Combinator that said it was so helpfully specific of 6% week over week is great. Mm. 10% week over week is like world beating. Um, two, week over week? Yeah, week over week. Jeez. So uh, 10% week over week, that means you're, you're doubling every like six weeks, seven weeks. Um, wow. It's, uh, yeah, every six weeks. So it's really, and something that's doubling every six weeks, you, you know, you could imagine what that is after a year or two. But the that specificity was so key for me knowing, oh, we're at 5%, let's get it to six. And so that, thank you for that specificity. My morning is, I'd love for you to audit it, and it's adapted from, uh, or it's adapted to a four-year-old, two-year-old, uh, to uh, busy schedule of a few different companies, and and but it's also adapted to working from home in the COVID world, which is so great for the nap in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you nap. What time will you take a little siesta? It kind of depends, like an hour after lunch, roughly, mm-hmm. like when the, that starts like kicking in and naturally you want to lay down and rest. Um, maybe one to two, somewhere in there. Early side is one, later side is two. And how long will you? Again, depends. An hour, hour and a half. Some days, go big, stay there for a couple hours. Depends on also what all is happening in life, you know, and different in the ashram, it's one type of pattern. That depends on how much physical exercise has been going on, how much work's been going on, how many, you know, like teaching in the spa in the Himalayas, you know, there's, there could be, you know, I don't know, 
three, four hours of talking before lunch and applying myself. And then, you know, then I might sleep a bit more. It kind of just depends. But yeah, laying down usually like one to two. If it gets to be like three thirty four, and I'm like, well, I didn't make it today. Like I just got into something then I won't sleep, you know, I won't mm. lay down that late because then you get messed up for the night. Right, right. And that's the, in that afternoon siesta is the relief valve for this. That's so key. I think people that, that just are told to wake up at four or I think Swami will also say, if you got a job, wake up at five. Yeah. But that's um, where you can't nap. But that is in the work from home world. Even at an office, you can find a, a lot of people can find. I know my last office, I could find last two offices, I could find twenty minutes, thirty minutes of oh, sure. nap, which is so great. Yeah. But so I'll, I'll wake up about five, fifteen minutes of just getting into the morning mm-hmm. of coming downstairs, having some water. I used to make a coffee, and then it was the the ashram schedule, and then also just this. Now, very conventional wisdom of don't drink caffeine in the first 60 to 90 minutes because it messes with your cortisol, your body's own mechanisms to wake you up. Mm. And then that's it contributes to that crash, Mm. which you know, but uh, for listeners, contributes to that crash later in the day. Um, Afterwards, I'll have tea or coffee and and a magic mind. And the, but the about 5 15 get into the rhythm, and it'll take me till about 6.15 to get done with uh, the lecture mm-hmm. for that morning. Then I'll probably journal on that lecture for another 30 minutes. And I've got until 7, till the kids wake up, mm. 6.45, 7. If, I, if I'm lucky, sometimes it's 6.15. And, and mm. I'll, I'll let my daughter play. And the, and the reason we're going into this specificity is because I think a lot of people out there, like, how do you make this work? Mm. So my daughter will play. Uh, I'll turn on like Alexa Audible to read her a uh, story, the, the hmm. Audible storybooks that she listens to. And now we've got Alexa going off over here. Uh, and <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And, and then, um, so she'll listen and play while I'm just listening, just feet folded and, and try paying as much of the attention as I can, knowing that I might get bothered every minute or two. Hmm. But that is, for the most part, obviated by waking up at five, it's mm-hmm. very rare that she'll get up at like five forty-five or six. Mm-hmm. Usually, six thirty, six forty-five. But it does happen; those disturbances do happen. So, and then I journal, um, and then from six thirty-seven, knock out emails. Typically, get to inbox zero mm-hmm. by like seven, and uh, then the kids come out of the room at at seven seven o two specifically, and we have a little timer for them. Mm-hmm. They come out. Uh, turns green and they know they can come out and that's th- hmm. all of these things boundaries take uh, that momentum that you get comes from boundaries set mm-hmm. prior and mm-hmm. and stuck to so it was re- it was three weeks of training them around this mm-hmm. alarm clock mm-hmm. it was eight days of waking up we used to wake up at 4 30 and it was just a little too early um it was it was that real work to get used to that time especially because mm-hmm. i was a total night owl mm-hmm. we've chatted about it before but mm-hmm. i like i used to work until 2 a.m mm-hmm. but now if now i would never like I, I i left a dinner early last night because i was like guys i'm lame but i wake up early so i got an early start to the day tomorrow so mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i left early 
because I, I cherish that time and the rhythm it sets the whole day into to wake up at, at five. So then uh, we'll take the kids to school and everything, go to work, uh, start my work. And then at the in the afternoon after lunch, take a 20-minute nap. I'm, I block off 30 minutes. And that was its own Rubik's Cube of how do I find mm. a spot with kids, with mm. um, just how do I... But it was so worth it for two weeks to figure out where is this place that I could take a mm-hmm. block of 30 minutes, 20-minute nap. Mm-hmm. And in 20 minutes, I, I am, especially with a, a little bit of tea afterwards mm. or a, a third of a cup of coffee mm. that is incredible mm. an invaluable 20 minutes mm. uh, of a nap but and in the whole day I, those those things are are just yeah. non-negotiables yeah it's like a, a second morning sort of if you if you are able to fall asleep it's not the same as the morning but it does make the afternoon evening much more productive than the other i mean productive in the sense avail your mind is available otherwise it just gets run down you would just be sitting there staring at the wall at you know five o'clock in the afternoon um yeah i'm not even talking about working like it could just be like you want to walk on the beach with like some presence it doesn't you're just more available to your life you know Mm. you want to watch something you'll be more available you want to see the latest star trek series you'll be available which i totally recommend because it's great strange new worlds (laughs) <laughs> 10 years ago it was uh it was another coffee a third coffee a fourth coffee yeah that's not good it's terrible from not only is it destroying my sleep later that night but i'm trying to run through a slump that 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 you touched on is not natural like yeah. that afternoon yeah siesta time that is na- there isn't an animal that isn't lounging in the afternoon that's totally a, you know, every I, wise culture ever has a siesta I mean, they all do it because we're made that way. And then we fight it, and it's a 30-minute block, but I I would fight it just because it was unconventional. And it's unconventional because we're borrowing these schedules of of work from manufacturing schedules mm-hmm. where, yeah, you had a manufacturing plant. There's no way for people to take naps, mm-hmm. and that's where they started serving coffee mm-hmm. at work, where they would make a coffee break where you thought you were getting 15 minutes to walk away from your machine. Yeah. The business is like, this is the time for everybody to fill up. To refuel. To refuel because we've looked at the so stats. So we can crush the last few hours of their, and then they can go home and be kind of zombie-like and f- pass out and... Anxious, they got spiked cortisol whatever, from the Wake caffeine. up in the morning and come and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad news. And then to add in a little bit of the... Well, one, is that, as you hear that, am I leaving... A lot on the table by waking up at five and not getting started till five fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. You, I know you can do four. You, you have all the. I mean, I don't know if it's too personal for our podcast, but I mean, I know you can do it. You have all the capacity and resources to do four o'clock. Absolutely. You Even can. if it's for an hour, an hour and fifteen. Sorry. Even if the the meat of it is for an hour and fifteen. Why four if, if you could get that same hour and 15 from 4.45 to 6? Because it's different. The first mahurta is different quality. And actually, uh, real traditional thing, it's closer to 3.30. The real, it's the time. It's the time of day. It's the, that period before the sun is even subtler. 
I, I, I can totally feel the difference between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. It's different quality. It's like ceremonial matcha versus like convenience store ma- matcha. Mm. It's just they're both matcha, but it's different. There's a different subtlety at 4 o'clock in the morning. So you could be done at 5.15, 5.30. And... uh I don't, the journal thing's not that necessary, to be frank. I mean, what, focus on what you're doing and focus on learning. Then you have time for something physical. That's what's missing there in the day that you described. Yoga class, go for a run. Yeah, I do it in the afternoon. Yeah. You, it would be better to get that thing started early for the whole system. And I know it's adjustments and kids and I mean, I'm just talking so specifically because you asked and because, yeah, no, I'm, but I also know that it would be adjustments and, and scheduling with everybody in the household, but you would be a lot better off to get your, to get that heart rate up in the morning, to get flexibility, mm. to take care of your uh, physical st- side of life early, not, not staying in the, um, the afternoon, like I said, afternoons are useless. Afternoon, you should be resting and then kind of winding down, and then so you can spend time. You now, can do kid time then, right? I think there's there's certainly something to that. There's there is a the world is quieter at four. Mind is quieter at four. It much, feels like you're quieter. the only one up. Yeah, much quieter. You get like a. I'll I'll also add that these lights that turn on by fading in are great mm. so much better than just a beep 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 especially yeah. with a, a yeah. spouse yeah so that we have a, a light that fades in like uh-huh. a you know rising sun yes yeah. it's so great for waking up like peacefully yeah um i'll also say that there's a roomy quote that i always think about where he's where he said um the breeze before da- the breezes before dawn have secrets to tell you oh yeah don't go back to sleep don't go back to sleep so i think about he's saying don't go back to sleep twice so i'm i think about that quote don't go back to sleep don't go back to sleep mm. whenever i've been out like last night i was out till 10 mm. and i had that desire to go back to sleep mm. and probably the rumination an hour before going to bed of like man mm. i'm not gonna be quite with it uh, as, as i would uh, as with it as i would want now, and I will also say, my wife and I, we are social beings. Mm. We're still in bed six out of seven nights at like 8.30 and love it. It's mm. so great. Mm. But uh, but I think about that roomy quote. But I do want to ask, Swami will say like 5 a.m. in some lectures. Yeah. So I wake up at 5. Mm. And I want to ask about that. And then also on the journaling, he'll also say to reflect. You know, when we talk about reflection being more important than just listening and that writing can be one of the best ways to reflect yeah but how should i be thinking about so five o'clock is for those people who can't do it you could nap for more than 20 minutes you'd have to just sort it out it's possible Mm -hmm. it's just a question of amount of sleep and it'll be a better nap also you know uh deeper i mean 20 minutes is pretty brief uh so Five o'clock is a compromise. It just is. It's a compromise. And he's uh, he's clear about that. 
Um, and regarding reflection, if you're e-learning especially, it's built into the, to the thing. It, reflection is not just sitting there thinking, what do I think about things and writing it down and thinking about thinking and stuff. That's not reflection. That's, that's an extroverted activity. It's like I'm producing something and how does it sound and how will people like it? It's all... No, it's not for any external I mean, it's audience. not, but it is. I mean, it's extroverted in a sense. It's, uh, it's, then why write it? You understand? It's different than just sitting with the ideas and reflecting. And if you're actually following what he's saying, I, if you want to reflect on something, I'd say pause. You can do that with e-learning. You can't do that right, with uh, live lectures of Swami. Mm-hmm. We couldn't pause him. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I want to sit here and think about it while you're lecturing. When it was in the ashram, mm, that's but, a great point. But you can do that. And so, uh, if there's a point where you're like, okay, that's, I want to sit and think about that. Okay, pause and reflect on it. But I mean, writing. He, you know, okay, listening, talking, writing. This is what you might have heard him say. But it's not like um, just whatever I think about it as it comes to mind. He's talking about writing as like writing work, like working to create a perfect systematic thought flow that is highly concentrated um, thinking. That's what he means when he's talking about writing. Not just in there writing and like waiting to see like what kind of uh, diamond pops up out of my stream of consciousness. That's just more mind. It's just my wanting my mind to letting my mind go because I like mm. hearing myself think, you know, when you're writing. That's not the point. Talking also is not the point like that. It's not just like, oh, well, let's talk. Like, okay, I'll talk 10 hours a day with everybody about. Um, I'm making it extreme for the sake of clarity. Talking in a systematic, structured way that is set up to help the listener whether it is seen or unseen listeners this is what he means by talking you know it's not just chatting as that's not a higher form of reflection so um those are graduate level things those are things that you get into maybe later you understand and if required they're not necessarily required if you listen just to what he's saying and pause it and sit there and think about what he's saying, reflect on it, turn it over in your mind, look at it from different angles. You can take two or three days to finish a lecture. You don't necessarily have to finish the whole lecture. But that, this is what we were talking about at the beginning. The exercise in the morning should be an exercise. It's not like, oh, now I get to like study Vedanta Mm -hmm. because I like it. No, it's like now I'm going to exercise my intellect with Vedanta, there should be an effort. Then the intellect is stronger. Then the intellect gets strengthened. The intellect gets uh, utilized. Utilized and, and it develops true governance over the mind. So it's a discipline. That's why he says in Vedanta Treatise, we should take up our study like a university student takes up their courses. I mean, ideally, that it's like, okay, this is the syllabus. I have to master it. doesn't matter whether I like it or not. I need to go through it like that. Um, so, yeah, the, the writing, um, I mean, could go on, but 
it's more about where your thoughts, you know, and if it helps, if it's very streamlined and very disciplined, but we tend to get into kind of the, the art of the writing and more attracted to how we're putting things in turns of phrase and whether I'm saying it better. And it's more just like, it's kind of indulgent, you know? Yeah, it definitely can be. Um, I'm just struggling with that because I feel like committing things to memory mm-hmm. so much, it's so helpful to write it out. I think it's like a well-researched thing of you remember things when you write the hand, write them out better. Yeah, I mean, but uh, this isn't really about memory. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, gaining information. It's about developing the intellect. Mm-hmm. This is really something to think about. Yeah, this th- is great. This point. It's in t- it's intellect, not intelligence. He says over and over again, I'm not trying to make you people scholars. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd sit there and memorize. There are, there are institutes in India where they sit and chant for hours and for the sake of memorization. They can quote any verse from any book. And it, this is, it's not the point. The point is to develop your intellect to govern your mind, not talk about governing somebody else's mind or theoretically governing minds, but to actually be able to govern our own minds. That's the exercise. It's like, honestly, um, it, it, it's, and Vedanta says it. Vedanta says it itself. Vedanta is not the point. You know, that Vedanta mm-hmm. philosophy is not the point. The technology itself is not the point, right? The, the point is to develop your intellect, to hold the mind, ultimately, to generally be able to hold the mind on driving the kids to school and cooking dinner and doing whatever people do and focus from one point to the next without stress and worry and anxiety. and all. That's the point of this. And ultimately being able to hold the mind on uh, the thought of reality. Mm. And for that, you need a certain amount of information, but um, yeah, it's not about the information. It's not about the words. The exercise of Vedanta is about strengthening strengthening the intellect Mm. it's a good reminder and it's it is easy to if you feel like you're getting marks for just going to the gym it's Mm. easy to go to the gym for 45 minutes true walk around listen to a podcast do a few workouts yeah to where you are not completely Mm self-embarrassed and then you leave and Mm. is that the point of the the gym is that a the best use of the time yeah hmm. something I'll, I'll also add in there that is going through my mind so you're talking about just that especially in the the afternoon that resistance being there one of the things that you and i've chatted about in a previous episode was the the in a total like neurochemistry backs this up of the fact that we can program our motivation to where you get reward from the effort mm-hmm. and you can program that to where the effort itself is, is releasing dopamine is doing all of the neurochemical things uh, that is quite true, but also probably not accurate. We have no idea what's really going on with our biochemistry. We aren't, we aren't going to know for 500 years, if not longer, mm. but the latest science really supports the fact that 
one of, one of, if not the most powerful aspect of our motivation, our biochemistry around motivation, is that we can program pleasure, dopamine to be released during the effort yeah. rather than what we conventionally, I know I've certainly been like, I'll do this hard thing for this reward on the other side. And Huberman is part of this kind of, uh, uh, he's a neuroscientist that Joseph and I really, really dig, but he is part of this kind of choir or chorus, choir, choir that's mm. saying, no, you really can actually program mm. the reward to come from the effort itself, but it takes right. several weeks yeah. of programming that, of telling yourself, no, I'm, the, I'm getting the reward, reward from this. Yeah. And trying to get the reward from even a workout in the afternoon is it is harder trying to get the reward that clarity of thought of no i'm rewiring mm. my brain mm. they're actually to what you're saying that resistance like why if you're going to reconstitute something and it's a lot easier in the morning and it won't be as it won't be as good you'll sit in the sauna for 14 distracted minutes right as opposed to 35 deep breathing like to your toes with some awesome stretches built in you're you're just available you know, mm. that's what I was trying to say. Like every bit of it is deeper. Like, yeah, you can go on the run like or whatever in the afternoon. Like the, the gym is open in the ashram in the afternoons for people that, you know, whatever. It's there. I, I, like I've tried a few times. I'll go and I was like, this is like 30 percent of of my capacity and output and efficiency. I'm so much more like lackadaisical in the gym at those hours. You know, the surf sessions that I... When we go on surf trips, you kind of feel obliged. Like, I'm on a trip, man. I got to surf like Koa, man. I got to do like six hours a day. Those guys are ridiculous. I don't know how they surf so much. But, you know, they're also not 45 like me, you know. But, you know, like uh, I was in the Maldives for like three weeks, and it was like we tried to surf morning and afternoon. And it was after like a week, I just gave up. I'm like, I tried. Like, I can't. The afternoon, it's just not there. Like, I can paddle out. I'm not like... It's not like I turn into like something different in the afternoon. Like I paddle out and I sit there and like I'm not seeing the water the same way. I'm not I'm not reacting the same way. I don't have the energy that's the same. So I kind of like want to go in. And I just imagine like what if a person doesn't know and all they do is go surfing at 4 p.m. all the time. They'll never know. It's like, okay, once in a while, if you got to fit in a workout, you had a busy day, whatever. You go grab a run or something in the afternoon. But the, the, the depth of application and capacity to anything we do is just better it's just better in the morning but i had one further thought on the journaling as you were talking um there's nothing inherently wrong right with writing the problem i think may be a deeper problem and I, i'm not saying you're into that but the caution is what do i think about the philosophy that becomes the emphasis mm. Not what does the philosophy say? This I've heard Swami say so many times. That's just, a great yeah, distinction. Yeah, just, just understand what it's saying and get on with your life. He's like desperately saying this to us all the time. He's like, forget about what you think about it. Just understand what the philosophy is saying and move. No, but I stop it there. The moment you're like, no, but I want to stop it. And that, I think that's the danger of, of journaling to even call it that you know everybody who i know i'm not i know you're not like that but like people talk about their journaling and their 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 
whatever their wish lists and all this stuff it's all me 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 i i i it's like god you know swami says don't read a spiritual book that uh has the has i in it once mm-hmm. no none of his books say i just what what is the the knowledge saying that's the the focus so yeah the whole journaling thing it just tends to get so about the i even intellectually what do i think and what do what do what is my take on this and I, forget your take who are you to have a take any of us i'm talking to me too all of us. Mm-hmm. just spend a lifetime understanding vedanta a whole lifetime just give it up just what does it say so what does he mean by writing i think you mentioned it but i'm not not Sure, it's super clear for me. Writing, it, when he talks about it as like the high high form of reflection, it it's his type of writing. Like the 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 effort that was made to write these books. He spent twenty years writing Vedanta treatise. It wasn't just he sat down and indulged himself in a how he's how well he can put something. You know, he didn't just sit down and write a stream of consciousness. He sat down and concentratedly put in an effort to say as clearly and possible and and perfectly what vedanta is saying period not what do i think about it not what how it should be applied there's no thou shouts and thou shalt nots in it nothing if you notice right Mm -hmm. all the books this is just what it says period that's all that when when we're reflecting you can kind of just reflect okay it doesn't matter when you're talking you have to be a little bit more specific but like this is the only real thing I record. But in my classes, I can say something, and it doesn't really have to be perfect, and it doesn't matter because it's gone. Well, it's not gone actually. Lately, I've been realizing some things. It's in the ether. Every cause has an effect, including every word you say, which is a good value for why to talk about Vedanta. You're putting it into the ether, and it can be gathered by a ready mind at another time. It's just a different story altogether. Which is why certain places are charged spiritually, like Arunachala, like the Ganga. This, the, the amount of truth that has been spoken in those environments is literally in the ether. It's there for those who can tap into it. And I don't, all I'm saying is this is, it's, a, it's there. So I, I don't want to say that whatever you say is lost, but it's not like a book that it has to be so perfect. To put something in, in, in a book, to put something in print, you know, where it's going to be heard, uh, seen for generations, that requires a, a much higher level of concentration and, uh, and perfection of expression. That is the power of that reflection. That's what he's saying. So that we have plenty to do just in, in listening properly and reflecting through listening and talking to each other to on the podcast in groups to whoever we are around and even that we should try to be uh as as clear and and uh, effective as possible using the intellect not just whatever i feel like saying Mm. i'm gonna play around with that cool i might keep journaling a little bit keep writing um but it's and it's also outside of the six a.m. time, the four to six. So it's more of just it is a, uh, it is just okay. What's going through my mind and 
It could be probably 60% spiritual and then 40%. Okay. What are the things that I'm working through? Yeah. Um, for the day for, and, but they're always tied together. It's kind of like, this is what I'm working through. And this is, uh, here's a, an ideal that would apply here. Um, but, but I also will play around with the idea of not doing that. Just go for a run. Mm-hmm. Go to yoga class. Yeah. Do something physical. Right. It's different. That is certainly missing from that morning routine. Yeah, yeah. You need that's that's a really crucial thing. On a lot of levels. It's otherwise the it, it gets too mental. Everything gets mental. It's good to drop into your body as these yoga people around here would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's drop into our bodies now. You know, but they're right. I mean, and then mm-hmm. there's something just Salvitor ambulando. It is solved through walking. There's something about just like being like, okay, my intellect putting you down now. I'm not so into you Hmm. and your thoughts. Otherwise, the whole thing gets too head. Hmm. I had a a doctor once tell me like a year ago saying, I can tell it. I seen her for a back issue and she was talking about strengthening the back and she was saying that I can tell you spent a lot of a lot of your focus on your mind mm. um, she didn't say mind and intellect so I don't, she's not familiar with those terms but your mind and I think you need to pay more attention to your body oh wow I was like so true and yeah so I mean the ashram man um, 620 yoga starts and uh boy it's nice and and you yeah you don't always feel like it you kind of feel like again what i like we're all intellectually driven human that people that's why we're there you know any of us and yeah you would you wouldn't mind lingering in the dining hall for half an hour and talking about what you just studied with your friend and having a cup of tea while the sun comes up like sounds nice Go to yoga, you know, and um, or go for the walk or go to the gym. It it doesn't allow you to indulge in that Mm -hmm. thing that we're naturally into. It it cuts it off. And, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, gosh, I hadn't been to the yoga and the ashram. I've been walking more just because of my own kind of physical issues and whatever. But I'm definitely out when I'm there out walking early and you know i like to surf early it's just like it's that pattern is continued but i'd see swami there swami used to come to the yoga i mean he's up writing these books you know at 4 a.m we'd see him at the early morning prayer at 4 15 in those days or 405 in those days you'd see him he'd be sitting there next to you chanting <laughs> for like a two minutes this verse and then he'd walk back to his bungalow and write and um I, someone would serve him tea or whatever at his desk at, at the at that time. Well, and he'd finish up, but he'd be in yoga. He'd be in yoga at six twenty. And um, yeah, so it's uh, you know showing the way, and it's just awesome. Like imagine like what what his morning was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then to just stop and be like, no, enough, and cap it. Isn't that wait? We're running on time, but uh, isn't one I want to in the next episode? Uh, I want to talk about future and and how to hold the future, mm-hmm. and in the most appropriate way, where 
because Vedanta is not anti-goal. It's not anti-future, right. but it is put it in its right place mm -hmm. to where I am someone that I don't think about the past that much. I think some people, so that it'll be just as relevant for people that ruminate on the past. Right. There's a, there's a nominal use to knowing the past. There's a nominal use to the future, but what is that, that appropriate balance? But I also want to round this out by asking is, and one, I totally, it, it's so, inertia is so easy to indulge if well, mm -hmm. I'm already studying this and, mm -hmm. and I can move ahead mm -hmm. three quarters of the way in the book so I mm -hmm. can move a little, if I spend a little more time on it. Mm -hmm. And that is the lackadaisical intellect mm -hmm. um, not being utilized. It's just like, yeah, it's mind. It is mind, yes. not intellect. Yes. Yeah. Um, to say no stop and then there's a, a method of teaching piano i think we mentioned on a previous podcast where they'll stop the teacher will stop you for 10 seconds randomly and the brain activity that happens when you're stopped in the middle of a, a song in the middle of flow mm. the brain activity that happens is 20 times amazing with the brain activity of when you're actually playing huh um, so that when you're stopped and I don't know how they figured this out to even mm. know that this is the mm. best, this was the optimal way of learning an instrument. You're, well, I'm sure when you're at yoga, when you're even exercising, there's stuff that's happening, things falling into place, mm. and obviously the intellect being mm. uh, exercised, uh, which is the whole point. Yeah. The whole point of the ashram, would you say, is to develop sure. the intellect. That's it. In the way that we understand the intellect, yeah. Right. We'll get into it next one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you, Joji. Thanks, bro. Woo! That episode was fantastic. And if you are digging yoga for your intellect and want to introduce this philosophy to your coworkers and your team, well, Joseph and I are down to come visit basically an in-person YFYI come visit with you and your team in the same way that you might invite a yoga instructor for a team building event we're willing to come to your office and talk to your team as well we can do it over zoom as well it is uh it's whatever makes sense but uh, we're even down to do it in person and that is just in line with the mission of making this philosophy available and accessible to all those that seek it Joseph and I would love to come talk with you and your team about Yoga for Your Intellect. And that really comes from my perspective of running businesses for the last 15 years and just knowing, man, it was about 10 years ago, I was running a 50-person company, led to a trip to the ER, I was drinking seven cups of coffee a day to try to stay on top of everything, um, trip to the ER with a heart condition. Needless to say, it was a very, very stressful, extremely stressful time in life. And that business ultimately failed. And 10 years later, I sit here and, and get to have these conversations with, with Joseph while running two companies and, and a venture fund. Each day just feels like it's a hot knife through butter. I have not had a single day of stress in the last six, seven years of building multiple companies and, and multiple venture funds. It's truly remarkable, and I know that it's not me or the businesses that are different than 
10 years ago, but it's my approach to each day and quite literally to the start to the day because every day starts with this philosophy for me. And we want to share it with your team. For me, it feels like an obligation of sorts and a loud siren saying that teams and companies around the globe need to hear this. So if you're interested, email us at, this is the key thing, email us at yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. That's yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. Use the email address in the show notes and we would love to come chat with you and your team.